Hello and welcome to AIO Audio News. Today I have a very special guest with me, Rhea Smith. Welcome to your first, I guess, solo episode of AIO Audio News. Great to have you. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be here. So why don't you, for those who may not be in the know, why don't you explain a little bit of why why exactly you are here right now? Um, Well, we met at Liberty in mechanical engineering classes, and then we both found out that we know Adventures in Odyssey and that you have all these cool podcasts and make reaction videos and stuff. And so you invited me to do the last two reactions of the Rydell series episodes, and now we're going to react to the rest of Album 71. Yeah, and it was actually really funny because when we first uh, interacted, I was really like, I, I think in terms of personality types, I'm not sure, but we seem very similar um, we and, definitely are. <laughs> at least in terms of how we approach problems. So it was funny because we would be working problems out on the board and we would be <laughs> low-key actually arguing about what to do in terms of the uh, unit conversions and stuff. And I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this person. And then all of a sudden I realized we know Odyssey. I'm like, oh, okay, everything's fine now. So that was kind of that was kind of how I uh, how I thought about it in the beginning. But yeah, it's been it's been great to talk to you and about course, Odyssey. And of course, we found out about that in the middle of calculus class, which yes, we needed yes. something to relieve the tension because it was so difficult. Difficult. No, I remember the exact moment when I realized you were an Odyssey fan. I don't even remember why I mentioned it, but I said, "Hey, it was your profile picture." Oh, right. It was your profile picture, and it's of Maury. And I was like, "Wait a minute, that's Maury. How do you know him?" And you're like, "I'm the host of this and this, and I run this page." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" And then I realized that you were. You had heard more episodes than I had because I was behind on one or two. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is crazy." So. Mm-hmm. We're here now, yeah, and um, I um, I need to address the, the reason that Hannah Morgan isn't here is is a personal reason. It's not really something I can talk a lot about, and it would need a lot fuller attention. Um, but res- but I'm not just sweeping that under the rug. There is a reason, and I might talk about it. It might not be appropriate to talk about. Um, but it's not that it's not. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to exactly say what exactly happened. But I'm not ignoring it and just moving on and, and saying everything's fine. But I am still going to be doing these reactions, so that's why that's why I have you here, Rhea. We're gonna we're gonna continue with the yeah album seventy one because that's happening mm-hmm. now. Now we have an episode with Buddy in it, uh, so that's that'll be pretty fun. I don't know if you've read the summary mm-hmm. for this episode or not. Um, yeah, I have. Yeah, how about we just go ahead and jump into that because I want to hear this episode. Okay. All right. You wanna? Would you like to read the summary this time? Sure. So right. this is the second episode, and it's called "Please Adjust Your Frequency." And it says, Buddy Norman, Zoe Grant, and Jace Mouse create a radio play for a school project, but each of them has a wildly different idea of how the story should end. Ooh, this sounds fun. I'm ready Mm -hmm. to just hear this. Just jump in and hear this thing. You ready to go? Yep. All right. I'll see you on the other side of the episode, Rhea. All right, then. See you then. All righty. Here we go with the second episode in album 71, A Slippery Slope, episode 930, 923, Please adjust your frequency. John Campbell, starting off strong. Great. Try Smouse Miracle Water. That's not how that it's works. What the pros drink. Available no. wherever I am. No. <laughs> I've got money. <laughs> That's a hefty chunk of change. Yes. That I'd be able to plug my fabulous product. Two, that I get <laughs> that four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact with Zoe. I never <laughs> agree with that. I check my contract. Contract. <laughs> unexpectedly attractive ladies. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I mean, I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
stepped on the kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> He's always in the way. It needed a rewrite from someone who understands story. I'm a writer. No. I win Wait a minute. Whoa, writing. whoa, whoa, and buddy. Comic books are like the ramen noodles of literature. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Addicting and delicious. Yes. yes. Back me up here. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking about ramen noodles. My tum tum was going. Okay. Enough. <laughs> ramen noodles are the comic book noodles of, of noodles of. <laughs> so expensive, you can taste it. It's a placebo. And the Bible salesman being flung from the front porch by a wooden catapult? <laughs> <sighs> I should have listened to my gut. <laughs> I need a little of this miracle water. <laughs> it's much better. So I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse, Mr. <laughs> what if I want to? Can, can I Stop just... <laughs> Sometimes I don't even feel like a detective. Like now, when there's no case yes! to solve. <laughs> <laughs> you made your point, buddy. <laughs> and caring more about a good outcome than whose idea right. wins. Give me the writer. The Give me the writer. Who wrote it? 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 Presentation Who wrote it? Who wrote it? Please adjust your frequency. Was written by Abigail Geiger. Yes! By Marshall Woo! Younger and Abigail nice! Geiger. With sound design by Jonathan Crow. Oh, she directed it? Hey! Get this crow out of here! Yeah. Thank you. Where was I? Okay. Music by Tyler Michael Smith. Our executive producer is Dave Arnold. What? Our cast includes. So I was really scared there at the end because I was like, this this can go one or of two ways. In the credits. Mm-hmm. This can either be an, a fantastic episode with a great set of characters, the fewest number of mm-hmm. actors ever in an episode, a, a great script, humorous, funny, many laugh out loud moments, uh, and a lesson that mm-hmm. I can take away, or a hit piece on me for writing the alternate Red L saga. <laughs> like, <laughs> if this is written by Phil Waller, I am leaving the room. But it's written by Abigail Geiger, and I love Abigail Geiger, mm-hmm. and the music was not by John Campbell. I thought it was. The... I did not stop laughing until the very end, and I even at the end there was still a little bit that I was very that was <laughs> I don't know what to say. It was yeah, it was a great five, episode. I was laughing. Five the whole out way of four. <laughs> this is fantastic. I love it. What yeah. are your thoughts? Um, I really liked it, especially because we've been listening to so many of the Rydell episodes, which are a lot more dark and heavy. Yes. Um, and then disappointing, knowing how dark and heavy they should be, and then yeah. the moments when they're not, it's just weird and inconsistent. But this was just really funny, and it was a fun episode, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, having again, having only three actors, we've never had that before. Loved really? it. Yeah. Mm. Every, the The previous record was four, four actors and out mm. to sea, and okay. then this one we've only we only have three. I think the only actor that might be different in this one is or like the only extra actor might be the bible salesman thrown from the front door in jay's version Mm -hmm. i don't i don't even know who that is but he doesn't count this is three characters three actors fantastic Mm -hmm. um and a full disclosure i haven't heard revenge the revenge of bigfoot yet and i know that that one is that Um, was in the club and that one's a a buddy and have you heard it i am not sure Uh, oh no 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 yes i did yes i did all right I did not hear that one, so I don't know if that plays into their relationship at all here, but it was really, really great, and actually... I didn't um, see any connections. No, okay. Well, this one was really funny because you've got Buddy, who previously was kind of set up in Sir Buddy's Snowy Day. He might, he might like Zoe, and meanwhile, Jay is... 
<laughs> to the point of where he says like he didn't realize there were such unexpectedly attractive ladies in this town or something like that. So <laughs> at the very beginning, I'm like, what? Hey, he just, oh my goodness. <laughs> He makes me laugh. He makes me laugh, but especially with this whole Zoe thing, mm-hmm. because I mean, <laughs> oh my goodness! I think it's funny. I I know there's some people who are really icky about it, but I think that as long as we keep it in perspective, like as a joke, and then if it ends up being serious, we can talk about it then, regardless of yeah, what. If we it think becomes it's serious, he's we, gonna we have, to have issues. A bit, but, but yeah, in the meantime, it's it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah see i thought teach a man was great in that respect i really liked um their relationship there have you heard that one which one was that that was in the the club last year in december um yes yeah, i'm when they not go to Honduras, quite sure which one this was it was the one where they were working with itech uh and they and uh they were working with different groups of kids to make a documentary Ooh. Yes. Uh, yes 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 yeah and there was the uh the the version that jay did where uh, they did a reenactment of how he met Zoe or something like that. That was completely incorrect oh, and accurate. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. I don't know all of the episodes by name. That's <laughs> so uh, fine. Come out with what? names. Okay. I'm like, wait what? a minute. Which one was oh, come that? On. Come on. We gotta gotta teach you the episodes by name. Uh, but <laughs> <a> anyway, <laughs> for uh, for this one, I was listening through. I was thinking this sounds a lot like Sam Sixiri because he used to write a lot of buddies episodes and used to write them uh in a really really funny way and another interesting thing is that i don't i haven't heard bigfoot and i'm not sure if it has the uh imagination sequences don't tell me if it does or not i want to find out for myself but this episode doesn't have any of the buddies imagination uh little scenes in it did you pick up on that too Mm, no i didn't notice that but yeah you're right it doesn't yeah, he's working really, really well as just a, a normal, not a normal character, but a character that doesn't have that quirk. And I think those people who are annoyed by that quirk uh, can now rest easy because he's still a solid guy. I really like him. He's me. And I, I love that. <laughs> I no, he's, would he's be a me because. Though, if they did <laughs> that, because they it, the, at first I thought that's what that was. Yeah, because it reminded me a lot of Heat Wave. And I'm, I'm going to uh-huh. just shoot with that. I'm guessing that's the name of the episode the where he starts episode. out. Okay, good. Where he starts out and he's a PI and he's investigating this strange kid who carries lumber from the store every day and into the woods. It started very much like that. And that was all in his imagination. Like, yes. I mean, obviously well, he was acting it out and he was doing yeah. it, but the music and all those things, that was in Sound his effects. mind and he was imagining it and it very much sounded like that to me. So I thought it was somebody's imagination or it was a dream. So if they had incorporated that, I think it'd be really confusing to distinguish that from when they were making the school yeah, project yeah, yeah. because it has the same sound effects and backgrounds and stuff. It would. But it no, would. They, didn't, they didn't add in extra imagination, but it definitely was implemented in their project. Mm-hmm. Back when I first started reviewing these episodes with Arista, uh, Allie, she was like, I thought that was you for a second when we first heard Buddy in, what's it, Have a Heart. And hmm. now, back when, in that episode, I really related to him because of his sense of kind of innocence and immaturity in that way. And how he went through a maturing process in that episode and how in subsequent episodes he's gone through uh, another kind of process. And mm-hmm. here, it's also interesting because we haven't heard from him in a while. This is the first Buddy episode I've heard in, I think it's been released in the mainstream in a couple of years, maybe a year and a half. And really? The, in the club, Revenge of Bigfoot was the first since, oh no, it was the first since Lifted Out of Context, which was December 2019. That was the last time we heard from Buddy. Wow. Yeah, so it's been that long, and 
the fact that the imagination sequence is gone here. Actually, just tell me, are there imagination scenes in Revenge of Bigfoot? Um, not that I remember. Really? It was all pretty in the now. I mean, okay. maybe I'm forgetting something, but... Maybe. It was very, very similar where it was... They were exploring, and yeah. it was, and it was, it was an adventure in and of itself. So I don't think oh, there okay. were any imagination sequences in that. That's interesting. Okay, okay. I'm excited for that episode because it looks like Buddy is going through a weird kind of maturing process that I love because, <laughs> again, that's a process that I went through as well. That now that I like realize how things work and how the world works and stuff like that, now I'm starting to see things differently. And if we're mm-hmm. Buddy, that's less insecurity and he's opening up to people and he's not having as many of these these scenes anymore and i i'm okay with that i love buddy as a character and i i think i also just kind of pivoting here i think the the conflict he went through with zoe was very relatable to stuff i went through even when i was writing alternate rydell and when i was working Mm -hmm. with ali on the ao wiki podcast scripts there was one that she remembers vividly that i barely remember where she wrote a script and i basically tossed out the entire script and wrote my own and she was like what 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 oh no (laughs) it was sad it's also even more sad that Zoe kind of sounds like Allie. So I was like, oh, this this sounds really, really, really similar to me. But no, I uh, I love I love this episode. It's it was fantastic. It was it's, it was a really good episode. Yeah, it's what I needed to end, close out my week. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I don't know if you had any more thoughts. I I think this was a a very enjoyable, uh, very well written, very well acted episode. I I don't have anything else to say about it. Oh, the sound effects were were great. I think that's about it. But I mean. Uh, besides besides that i'm i'm good mm-hmm. well i do want to talk about jay a little bit more because go for it yeah you're right that they only had three characters but jay is just such a His big voices. character <laughs> he's just such a big character in and of itself that i mean i could totally see them making an episode with just jay and i'd be perfectly <laughs> entertained i'd be perfectly <laughs> fine with that where jay's I just talking him. to himself and doing all the voices yes he would totally do that maybe him spying on people doing a little monologue talking about <laughs> zoe or imagining things or spying on Acting people out zoe. Or... No, he, he would totally do a zoe voice if he could yes yes i can totally see him doing that actually being like oh hi jay how are you doing today oh i'd love to go out with you let's go do that <laughs> what about those four minutes of uninterrupted contact let's do that that was hilarious. He was like, that. you want to just start the four minutes of uninterrupted eye contact? I wrote that into my contract. And Buddy's that. like, that wasn't in your contract. <laughs> and she was just a little freaked out. And she's like, I need to go talk to the teacher. How about Jay's miracle water as he went on? It might be, might, might taste that. like tap water. It might look like tap water. It mm-hmm. might be tap water. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved how as the episode went on, his advertisement just got more and more bored where at the end he finally what did he say blah, blah, it was blah. he said just regular it water it's more expensive because you're welcome because you're welcome <laughs> oh my gosh so i love good. jay it's oh so, i love so jay good. he's hilarious he he is good there are times like and not what i expected um infamously for me i uh, loathed jay in that one because oh. he was just he was just too he was just too out there in terms of I'm planning my future with you, Zoe. Don't you think that's swoon worthy? It's 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 kind of not funny anymore, and it's just creepy. But here, mm. it's very funny. So I think it's just hilarious because you know he's harmless. You know he's harmless. He's oh, been harmless. He's like even talking about the Rydell things when his name has come up as possibility of being behind it. Like you just know he's not smart enough for that. He locked himself like, in a closet. <laughs> <laughs> or in, a, in a filing cabinet that's what he did there well i'm thinking back to oh my like, goodness the, jay's second episode is when he's about to beat up barrett 
and since then he's become a very more docile person and i appreciate that mm-hmm. i i yes. think i think jay jay as a character is hard to pin down because odyssey has so many writers and i'm sure they they're trying to keep track of each character's development and maybe they have arcs planned for them but in the meantime jay is it's it's hard to maintain a character for that long mm-hmm. jay's been here for 12 years this will have been wow. 12 years if he makes it through this this year so keeping up a character developing a character for that long is really hard and i i, I think jay's been through a couple different phases himself in terms of his maturity and what he's what he's been characterized as yeah he has but regardless of that if we just take him as a character in this episode i think it works really well in the continuity abigail geiger did a fantastic job with this you notice also Mm -hmm. abigail geiger directed parts of this episode Mm. yeah it was directed by nathan hubler and was it nathan hubler no marshall younger and abigail geiger so yeah so that means she actually got up there and said to the actors hey do this and if this is her first time doing it i don't know if she did in bigfoot but great job well, it's really yeah, fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Since I got I got to direct, write and direct myself, not myself, well, also myself, but other actors, and I know how hard it is to direct. So that's great that she's starting to do it. I think I think she has she shows a lot of promise, just like Sam Sixer mm-hmm. did. I'm very, very excited to see where she goes. Mm. Yeah, this was a great episode. She definitely did a good job. This is her first time writing and then directing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, she did. Uh, yeah, she, you know, she wrote before. Her first episode was for a song, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to pretend you knew that. <laughs> well, you know it now. And don't you forget <laughs> it. <laughs> I did right. know that reference, though. I would just like to say. <laughs> there was a one. Speaking of references, there was a reference, I think, to The Godfather. where Jay's like, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> and buddy's like what if i say no well you can't say no because it's an offer you can't refuse but what if i, I liked how they... i wondered because the <laughs> accent was just a little in that direction so i thought yeah. that was pretty funny exactly mm-hmm. anyway, i did think however the yeah. i just want to mention the conflict in this episode like you said earlier how it's so relatable and it is so relatable like you apparently it's a lot more relatable <laughs> in like certain situations have actually happened and then well, and us, in this episode and on the whiteboard voices in engineering and... 110 it is kind of relatable to that yeah too. yeah that's true <laughs> but no it's so relatable because like there's always those group projects where you don't agree on how to do something or yeah. you don't agree on how to finish something. You don't agree how on it should be worked out or just those little details. But compost hopefully- water heater. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> but hopefully it doesn't always happen that you just go ahead and do stuff without telling your teammates. Right. Um, unfortunately, that was what happened here. Um, but oh, my goodness. It's such a relatable conflict. Yeah. Um, I was really proud of how they ended up finishing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I right. didn't really like the ending, though. Oh. I thought it was okay. It of was the okay. episode or of the, the meta episode? Of the story, of their story that they were creating. It was a, it was a good huh. ending. But yeah. hearing, because we heard three different endings, and yes. then we heard the final one. Well, we didn't I hear really, all of Jay's. We didn't hear all of Jay's. We heard the beginning. I really actually liked Buddy's ending, where it ended up being the granddaughter, because I just thought it was a lot more complex, and I I I really thought, I didn't see it coming. I thought it was a really good ending. That's kind of, I think that's the point Abigail Geiger wants us to take away from this. Maybe Buddy was right. Maybe Buddy's ending was the best, because Mm -hmm. he saw a flaw in Zoe's and tried to fix it, but he did it the wrong way. And the sake for the, yeah, well, he did it. I don't, I don't know that he, well, he didn't, he tried to fix it the wrong way by not telling her and by not. Yeah, that's what uh, I meant. 
but he I don't think she would have even... He just fixed stuff. I think the idea here is that she wouldn't even agreed to it if he asked her beforehand because she doesn't want, uh, what's her name, De Amsel <laughs> to be the... Um, it would have been a good twist, and I like the twist, but it, it, she didn't want that to be the ending. Yeah. But if he could have, he would have done that. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, if this was Phil Aller writing it, I would think that's the meta-narrative of, well, you wanted Maury to be the villain? Well, too bad. We're not doing it that way. But since it's <laughs> Abigail Geiger, we don't have to go that way. But in this case, it's it's good for the moral of the episode in that he didn't, Buddy didn't sacrifice the unity of the team to do his own ending, which could have been better and probably was better. Instead, he used his writing skills as he proved he had because Zoe's ending was bland and plot Mm -hmm. like not interesting at all to the plot he was totally correct in saying that the detective didn't have anything to do and he made a good Mm -hmm. ending in which the detective had something to do like he did in the twist ending he made an ending that was good uh, and kept the team together but maybe wasn't the best and that's I guess sometimes what you have to do Mm -hmm. Uh, so I don't know I should write our own maybe we should maybe (laughs) you should come on board to write the next episode of Woodgrove we should do that oh my goodness (laughs) we can make it a mystery I just thought that the ending that they ended up going with was a, like he complained that her ending was predictable, which to some extent it was. And he was right that the detective had nothing to do. But the ending that they ended up with, I thought was very, I hate to say it, but a little hallmarky. Yay! Like, I love hallmark just, movies. <laughs> there's, I don't mind them because I like stories. And so even though a lot of them, they have the exact same plot and yeah. like, you know, what's going to happen. Like there's just little differences that I like mm-hmm. to see how they play out. But like, what got for me was when he was like, I did some research and I found out that these loan sharks know your name. It's like, that was nowhere in the story. When did this happen? Why didn't you talk about this later? It's like different storylines have been happening and then now you bring it up. Like, it just doesn't seem very realistic. Why did we wait until we confronted the grandfather to then tell you that we'd been talking to loan sharks and we found this out? Like, it just, it just didn't, it just was a little inconsistent, I thought, and I didn't really understand why that was all coming together then and the reactions, I guess. I yeah, mean, why was... did you wait until we confronted Mrs. Mado to tell us that yes. she exists and everything like that? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 I, I get it. And I think it was, the idea is that the goal was to change the ending of the, the story um, mm-hmm. and to not change any any of the other scenes, but it would have been better to have some foreshadowing. And that, that was my thought. I was like, well, we have all these different endings. The rest of the story doesn't really set up those endings, obviously, because these characters haven't written the ending until that point, so they can't possibly be foreshadowing mm-hmm. it. That's why mm-hmm. with, with Woodgrove, and if you guys are completely lost as to what I'm talking about, there's more information coming. But with Woodgrove, I know how this thing ends if I do mm-hmm. continue this to a seven-part series, so I know what to set up in the beginning. That's why that's why I want to do this, because I want to tell a good story. And these guys, Jay's buddy and Zoe, in order for them to write the best story, this story may not be the best, but it would work. But in order to write the best story they should have that foreshadowing in the beginning. That's what makes a great story. If you know what your yeah. story is and know where it's going to go. And I totally agree with that. And I think that the compromise ending would have worked really well if we hadn't just spilled all the information in the third act, because their story was a, th- a three act mm. structure. I think there should have been more in the second scene. It's kind of setting up. Oh yeah. Jay's yeah, character knows this person, but, but you know, we're critiquing a, a, a story within a story within the 923rd episode of Adventures in Odyssey. I mean, mm-hmm. again, if you're saying, if we're saying it's predictable, this thing's been going on for nearly a thousand episodes and we're in 2021 after a hundred years of filmmaking. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, things are going to be predictable after a while, but mm-hmm. I think we agree. It's still, a, it's still a good story, even though it is kind of 
Yeah, it was a good story. And if I had submitted that as a school project for me, I would have been very proud of it. They did do a great job. Yeah. Um, lack also, of communication, lack <laughs> of willing to compromise happened. But in the yeah. end, they did get there and they yep. did a great job resolving those conflicts. And in the end, they're all friends, and they, they learned some things about conflict resolution. I thought that was great how Zoe kind of apologized. She said, I mean, I maybe – what was what she said? She needed some humility or something, and Jay was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, complaining about her or whatever. I thought that was a good moment. It highlighted their characters mm-hmm. where Jay's just dorky and, and doofy all the time, and but Buddy and Zoe are over here actually having good character development, and, and Jay is too. But it's, yeah. this was perfect. He's just I don't, I don't know how to say this. I love, I, lo- I, love their, I love their characters. I love how they interact. Yes, yes. I love the um, Zoe and Jay dynamic. I mean, yes. I just I just love it. I just think it's awesome. And I could, I know that Jay's been around for a while, but if we actually yeah. get to see them grow up, like Please. in those episodes where we saw Robin come back and all those characters come back for mm. the um, Greatest Town competition, um, yep. if we got to see gr- Jay grow up, I could actually see this going somewhere because she is that kind of... No. Um, very goal-oriented personality that I no, keep him grounded, not, and he's just so fun. It's not Jay and Zoe; it's Buddy and Zoe. Mm, not no, no. Why? Why I think no? I think they're too similar. No, we can make this work. We can make this thing work no. if it has to work. <laughs> oh, this has it's to possible, and of course, I have no idea what's going to happen with these characters. But I really, really <laughs> like Jay, and I think he's hilarious. Uh, I don't know. I think she could come around. I think she could come around if he matured a little bit. Then wanna, she mm. would like the fun, funny, dorky qualities about him without all the immaturity. If it's not Buddy, then okay, it's Jay. But I really want it to be Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I want this to happen. I want this to work. I want to prove that it can work in fiction so it can work in real life. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen with Buddy or me, but we'll see. We'll see as time goes on. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, <laughs> any other thoughts about, about the episode here? Nope, it was just a really good episode, and I had a lot of fun watching, it, listening to it. I didn't watch I, it; I listened to it. I had fun listening to it as well. I kept. Uh, I'm in a again. I'm in a utility closet here, so I'm kind of looking around at the circuit panel on the wall and stuff like that. But yeah, this was this was really great. <laughs> and who knows when these things are going to be released? They're probably going to be when I'm actually back at Liberty. So, you you get what you come for, and it's free, and it's a podcast, and it's me. So what, how I don't, I don't know. Raya, thank you so much for being here. It's been awesome talking to you again. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Alrighty, you're listening to AIO Audio News. <laughs>